of America. Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is Sunny Side of Sports. Right here on The Voice of America. Voice of America! Sporty holiday greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the December 27th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. The Confederation of African Athletics has ranked world champions Sufiane El Bakali of Morocco and Toby Amusan of Nigeria as its top male and female athletes of 2022. El Bakali is also the reigning Olympic champion and 2022 Diamond League champion in the men's 3,000 meters steeplechase. He was unbeaten during 2022. For her part, Toby Amusan also won Commonwealth and African titles in the women's 100 meters hurdles in 2022. Toby is also the world record holder in the event. For reaction, Iron Mike Mbonye contacted the head of media for the Athletics Federation of Nigeria, Dare Essan. Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer, really, that um, the Confederation of American Athletics will pick uh, Toby Amosan as the best female athlete in the world. If you look at uh, the nominees for the World uh, Athletes of the Year in the women's category, uh, Amosan was the only African that featured in the top five, that's the final five. So it's, it's only normal, it's only right that uh, she will be picked by Africa as the best female athlete in, 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 in the world. Not only because, because she featured in the final five of world athletes, if you look back at what she has done in 2022, I think it's been phenomenal. Um, she's won virtually every available title from the African Championship in Mauritius. She retained her crown as the Nigerian champion. She won the Diamond League title. She retained her crown as the Diamond League champion. She also retained her crown as the Commonwealth Games champion, um, doing it in an historic manner for Nigerian track and field, I must, I must add, because no Nigerian track and field athlete has successfully defended a Commonwealth Games title, which to be Amosan did in Birmingham. Then to the climbers, and um, she won a world title. <laughs> That's something no Nigerian has ever done. Although this is not a Nigerian thing, it's an African thing now. But because she won a world title in a world record-setting manner, I must add, that has made her properly the best, at, the best athlete uh, in the world. And, I, and I'm happy that uh, the African Athletics uh, Confederation Concord Although the manner in which they did, I, 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 I still don't agree with it. Uh, it's high time that we started doing things the right way in Africa. There must have been a nominee. People must have been asked to come and vote. You know, you build excitement around it, not just jumping on the bandwagon of what, what athletes did. And from nowhere, you just pick the winners. It's, things are not done that way. You can't move athletes forward in Africa by doing things in such a shoddy manner. So I think it's high time they learn from that. Aside to Biamoso, did the Confederation of African Athletics rank any other Nigerian athletes, coach or technical official? 
I also think uh, there should have been so many categories, like uh, maybe the rising stars, like what Atletis also had, because we had a lot of athletes that did great things in in, 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 in 2022, not only in terms of medals won, but in terms of performance. For example, uh, Nigeria Sifofili uh, becoming the second African woman ever to run the sub-22 seconds in the, in the 200 meters. She ran 21.96. That is phenomenal. Dari, what are some of the programs or events lined up by the Athletics Federation of Nigeria for the year 2023? Coming back to the Tunisia, um, you know, Tunisia is also a big year, just like this year. Tunisia is also a big year for Nigerian athletics, vis-a-vis what they have to do in the world, uh, and even on the continent, because we had the African Games in Ghana. Um, I don't know the date that has been fixed yet, but I know it's somewhere sometimes in August, maybe before the World Championship. Then also at the World Championship in Budapest. So we have two great competitions to look forward to. And uh, not forgetting the African Under-20 Championship, I think in Lusaka, Zambia. So that, that, may, that may the future is um, in terms of competition, it's, 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 it's okay. Um, and I'm sure Nigerian Athletics Federation, although they've not come up with a program yet, they be rest assured that there will be enough programs like we had in 2022 that will prepare the athletes for maybe to better even the result that we had in 2022 because 2022 has been a remarkable year for track and field in Nigeria. So I think uh, we can achieve more. Maybe perhaps we can produce two world champions instead of one. Maybe two, we can also produce two Diamond League champions instead of one. Then we can win as many medals at the African Games as um, as we used to win in those days. Uh, so I'm sure that uh, we ha- will have the all-commerce competition and we have the classes competition. They may in it, but it's still the same format. But like I said, the program is not out yet. But believe you me, by the first week of January, you see the program. And I know that uh, there are a number of competitions we are planning because for the first time in a while, AFN is gotten real sponsorship from uh, from the corporate me from from the corporate world. Uh, this, this this has not happened in the last 10-15 years. I think the last time I remember was in the 90s and the early 2000s when we have a lot of companies sponsoring track and field in Nigeria. I think the good time is coming back, especially with what Toby Amusa and Isibume did in the circuit. Remember, Isibume won. Um, a world indoor silver that's something we've not done in 14 years and one if uh, another silver at the world world championships to become this first athlete to win in two back-to-back championships so that is phenomenal for nigerian athletics and like i said there are a lot of upcoming athletes that have been doing very very well for example the lady that says uh, uh, the national junior under meters record um tima god bless she's on her way to america and a number of them are already, are already in America now, I mean, on student scholarship. And um, that will bring back the old glory days for Nigeria because a lot of those who have achieved for Nigeria, I say a lot, not all, have always been those who have schooled in America. I think I only have a few others that didn't school in America and I also did great things for Nigeria, like the ladder, I mean, the first athlete to win a world indoor title. Mr. Gifa Suba won a world indoor title in the 60 meters. Uh, Choma Aju, of course, you remember her, the Nigerian first Olympic gold medalist, individual Olympic gold medalist, and only individual Olympic gold medalist. So we have a lot of them, and now that the good tidings are back, there are a lot of people looking up at uh, looking up at AFN to deliver the goods now, like they did this year. And I think it's going to be a roller coaster. 2023 will be another roller coaster year for Nigerian track and field. That's Dare Esan, the head of media for the Athletics Federation of Nigeria.
and he spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Lagos, Nigeria. Sporting greetings. This is Toby Mewson, 100-meter hurdles, African champion, African Games record holder, national champion, Commonwealth Games champion, Olympic finalist, Diamond Trophy winner. You're listening to the sunny side of sport on The Voice of America. Thank you. Thank you, Toby, and congratulations on a great year. Toby Amuson set her world record of 12.12 seconds at the World Championships in July, held in the northwest U.S. city of Eugene, Oregon. Toby achieved that mark in the semifinals. She went even faster in the final, clocking 12.06 seconds, but that time was not a legal world record because it was wind-assisted. In this sunny side of sports highlight for 2022, we're joined by our friend Prince Nesta in Eugene, who looks back on some of the highlights at the World Championships. The event, which took place from July 15th to July 24th in Eugene, Oregon, was held at the Hayward Stadium at the University of Oregon. The refurbished home of track and field events has a capacity of more than 12,000 seats. At least in fans from more than 200 nations grace the event, including Shelley Gray, who's originally from Jamaica but currently residing in Florida. I met the athletics lover right before the first race kicked off and she had plenty of praise for the overall organization of the event. The organization is good. They have everything well planned out. Um, there's no really delay. I've been to more than one world championship athletics, so we're used to being in line and they move very fast and they're doing a wonderful job. Stadium is fantastic. The seats are soft. They're not hard and it's gorgeous, the stadium. Athletic fans from Africa also attended the championship, including Ethiopia, who, as the name suggests, comes from Ethiopia. And she wished all teams participating from her beloved continent all the best. I'm just like Team Africa. Everybody, we got this. (laughs) We got this. Go Africa. (laughs) Preparations for the event had also been marred by several athletes from all around the world being refused visas or experiencing visa delays in getting to the U.S. to participate in the event. Most notable among them included Kenya's Ferdinand Omanyala, who set the African 100-meter record of 9.77 seconds last year to become Africa's fastest man. Hi guys, I'm Ferdinand Omanyala, the fastest man in Africa, African 100-meter record holder, and now you're listening to Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America. Manuela later finished fifth in the third semi-final to miss out on both the two automatic spots and the fastest qualification time. The track and field action also witnessed several world records come tumbling down, including Nigerian Toby Amusen, who stunned the athletics world by breaking the women's 100-meter hurdles world record twice in back-to-back races, clocking a time of 12.06 seconds in a wind-aided final. Amazon, who was fourth at the Tokyo Olympics and the last Worlds in 2019, expressed delight at breaking the world record. You know, I'm elated. It's been a journey and I'm thankful to God for keeping me healthy and I couldn't be more thankful to have come out here with the win and the world record. It's, it's, it's crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> Coming into the semis, I knew it was, a, it was a very competitive field, so the goal was to execute. And, you know, survive to the finals and seeing the world record, I'm like, yes, 
yes, yes. But you know, I had to keep my composure from the finals, and you know, I think I handled that pretty good, and all thanks to God. American runner Sydney McLaughlin also broke her own 400 meter hurdles world record to take gold after clocking to a time of 50.68 seconds, beating her previous record time of 51.41, which she set at the U.S. Championships last month. The New Jersey native discussed her incredible world record performance. Well, I'll have to start off by saying all the glory to God. Uh, these past few days, just getting ready for this race. Uh, Hebrews 4.16 has been on my mind. Um, coming boldly to his throne to receive mercy and grace. And I think he really gave me the strength to do it today. So all the glory goes to God. And uh, coming into this race, I just wanted to go out there and attack the whole thing. Uh, Bobby and I have been training for this all year. And I just really wanted to go execute. And the last hundred hurt really bad. Uh, but I'm really grateful for it. And I'm grateful for that time and bringing a medal home to Team USA. In other races, Uganda's Joshua Chiptege successfully defended his 10,000 meters world title after clocking a winning time of 27 minutes and 43 seconds. With Kenya Stanley Mburu winning silver and Chiptege's compatriot Jacob Kiplimo taking bronze, Chiptege expressed satisfaction with his own performance after defending his world title. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm very happy to have won here my second gold medal of uh, the, the World Senior Championship. It's uh, spectacular in a, in a way that uh, coming back to Oregon after close to eight years when I won the World Junior Championship. Coming to a familiar people, familiar stadium, it just amended my legacy in a distance running. Morocco's Sofian El Bakali also ended Kenya's dominance at the World Championships in the men's 3,000 meters steeplechase after surging past Lamecha Girma of Ethiopia to win gold. Kenya's Faith Kipiegon also stormed to victory, winning gold in the 1,500 meters race at the World Championships. Kipiegon, winner of the last Olympics 1,500 meter titles, finished with a remarkable time of 3 minutes 52.96 seconds. Ethiopia's Gudaf Tsegei took silver, while British runner Laura Moya won bronze. Kipiegon, who took gold in 2017 and silver in 2019, said regaining her crown, quote-unquote, means a lot. Oh, I'm so excited uh, to be a uh, many times champion in 1500. It's not uh, something easy, but I really thank God. I really thank people around me. I thank my management. I thank my coach. I thank my husband, my daughter as well. I really, really am so grateful. Ethiopia's Gontitum Gabriel Zlasi won the women's marathon, while her fellow countryman Tamira Tola won the men's marathon in dominant fashion to take gold in a championship record of 2 hours 5 minutes and 37 seconds. Members of the Refugee Olympic team also competed in the World Championships, including Angelina Nadai Lohalith, originally from South Sudan, who grew up at Kakuma Refugee Camp in Kenya and competed in the 1500 meters. Lohalith shared her experiences with me in an exclusive interview. Let me say it was so amazing. Though when I left Kenya, it was kind of winter. It was so cold. So we have been training in a cold season. But now coming here, it was now becoming so hot. Though when I went for some joking, it was so hot for me. But I thought maybe it might affect me and I might not get my good result that I expected. But the moment I just, when the gun was shot for the starting line, I could just, I was so confident and ran in an easy way. So I think it was really fair for me.
Even mm-hmm. the equipment, they were so nice. Fred Kelly narrowly aged fellow Americans Marvin Brenzi Williams and Trevon Bromel to claim gold in the men's 100-meter finals. All-35-year-old Shelian Fraser Price became the first person to win five world titles in an individual running event as she led a Jamaican sweep in the 100-meter finals at the World Championship. American runner of South Sudanese descent Athing Mo added to Olympic gold by becoming the first U.S. woman to win 800 meters at the world event. Great Britain's Kelly Hodgkinson took silver with Mary Mora of Kenya securing bronze. He is the 20-year-old middle-distance runner from New Jersey's reaction to her incredible performance. I just physically wasn't where I would like to be, but I mean, I just, I just didn't feel my best. And so um, I knew it was going to be a little tough, but I mean, I was super faithful out there. I just wanted to make sure I didn't leave anything out on the track and whatever ha- was going to happen today was going to happen. And so I just wanted to make sure I got out there, did my best, you know, run how I usually run. And thankfully I got the gold and thankfully I, I still had, you know, something in me so I can just run through the line and finish strong. Um, but my main goal is just to go out there and leave it all on track and just do my best. The U.S. finished with 33 medals to top the standings, breaking the record of 31 medals won by East Germany in 1987. The U.S. had 13 golds, 9 silver and 11 bronze, while Ethiopia finished second with 4 golds, 4 silver and 2 bronze medals. Jamaica took third place with 2 golds, 7 silvers and 1 bronze. Kenya secured 2 golds, 5 silvers and 3 bronze medals to take fourth place, while China completed the top 5 with 2 golds, 1 silver and 3 bronze medals. The 19th edition of the World Athletics Championships are scheduled to be held from 18th August to 27th August 2023 in Budapest, Hungary. Reporting for the sunny side of sports and Prince Nestor in Eugene, Oregon. As we approach the end of year 2022, VOA wants to give you our loyal listeners, the opportunity to wish your loved ones a happy new year. Call us on our WhatsApp number 202-258-3076. Leave a brief message and listen for it right here on VOA. The number again is 202-258-3076. 3076 Let VOA help you bring cheers and blessings to friends and family by just calling 202-258-3076 And on that note, let me send good cheers and blessings to all our sunny side of sports listeners for the new year. In pro basketball, the hottest team in the NBA right now is the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets beat the host Cleveland Cavaliers Monday night for their ninth victory in a row, as we hear now from the AP's Mark Myers. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving each scored 32 points, and the Nets won in Cleveland 125-117. to Irving made seven threes. The Nets shot 57%
from the floor, and that was the difference, says coach Jacques Vaughn. Our shot making tonight was an extreme level, uh, especially from three. That put a lot of pressure on them. Brooklyn has won nine in a row, its longest winning streak since 2006. Cleveland got a sensational 46-point performance from Darius Garland. I'm Mark Myers. Thanks, Mark. Meanwhile, Nets star Kevin Durant passed Hall of Fame big man Tim Duncan for 15th place on the NBA's all-time scoring list during Brooklyn's victory Monday night. And KD says he'll be picking up his phone. It's something that I'll call my folks about tonight and, and talk over and just reminisce on it, you know, how we got here, you know. So it's pretty cool to do stuff like that. And I want to celebrate those small things, but, you know, keep pressing forward. I know I got more to do. Kevin Durant is a four-time NBA scoring champion, and he won back-to-back NBA titles with the Golden State Warriors in 2017 and 2018. Since joining the Nets in 2019, KD has continued to score a lot of points, averaging 29 points a game over the past three seasons. In Monday night's other NBA results, the Los Angeles Clippers scored a 142-131 to road victory over the Detroit Pistons. Paul George led the Clippers with a game-high 32 points. The Miami Heat beat the visiting Minnesota Timberwolves 113-110. to Anthony Edwards had a game-high 29 points for the T-Wolves while Kyle Lowry led Miami with 18 points. The Houston Rockets beat the host Chicago Bulls 133-118. to Kevin Porter Jr. scored a game-high 36 points for the Rockets. The New Orleans Pelicans won at home, beating the Indiana Pacers 113-93. to Lithuanian big man Jonas Valanciunas had a game-high 20 points and 12 rebounds for the Pelicans. Another international player, Finland's Lori Markkinen of the Utah Jazz, had game-high totals of 32 points and 14 rebounds, but it was not enough as the San Antonio Spurs beat the visiting Jazz 126-122. to And in the northwest U.S. city of Portland, Oregon, the Portland Trailblazers blaze to their 18th win of the season, topping the Charlotte Hornets 124-113. to Yet another international player, the big Bosnian Yusuf Nurkic, had game-high totals of 28 points and 15 rebounds for Portland. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny, and my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. On the next Straight Talk Africa, we'll review the stories that made headlines in 2022. From conflict in Eastern Europe and East Africa to a global economic downturn, how did the developments in 2022 shape the relationship between Africa, the West and the rest of the world? 
join me, Heidi Adams, this Wednesday at 18.30 UTC. In U.S. women's college basketball, 19-year-old Maria Gakdeng is earning accolades in her second season playing for Boston College. Maria's parents are from South Sudan, as we hear now from VOA's Nabil Biagio. Maria's parents migrated to the United States in 1999, fleeing a civil war in then southern Sudan and persecution by the Khartoum government in the north. The country would later split into Sudan and South Sudan. Although Maria played basketball at the national level in high school, her mother, Matilda Real, says her pride reached its peak when her daughter was accepted into Boston College last year, where she now plays for the Eagles. To be accepted, uh, to have her education in a prestigious college like Boston College is a, is, is a dream come true. So I am very proud as an immigrant to have that opportunity for her. Last year, the six foot four, eighteen year old led the Eagles in blocks at seventy three, rebounding at six point three, and field goal percentage at fifty eight point three percent, the first in the nation among all freshmen and fifteenth overall in blocks. She also broke the single-season program record for blocks and was named ACC Freshman of the Week five times. But her coach, Joanna McNamee, says it's not just the records that make Maria stand out. Beyond the records, what makes Maria special is her mentality when it comes to hard work. She's willing to work hard and she's very humble. And even as a freshman, when she came in and started as a freshman for us in the ACC and broke the fresh uh, freshman block records here and made the all-rookie ACC team. She, she accepted all of the awards with so much grace and humbleness. Maria's recipe for success on the court is simple, hard work. I think it's been like a long time coming and I've, I've worked for it for so long. So I just think that the product of like what I've been working on for the past couple of years, even throughout high school, to making sure I was always like getting in the gym and working a high school that played at a national level, So just challenging myself from an early age, I I think that helped me be as successful as I am and then just keep climbing the ladder. Rial says although her daughter was born in the United States, she raised her and her older brother by instilling the South Sudanese culture in them. A lot of her journey is uh, driven by the South Sudanese culture. My parents were big supporters of education. And since they were little, my children, they eat mula combo, they uh, go to uh, Sudanese functions, Sudanese community. It has been a big part of our life. And even though she's never been to South Sudan, Maria says she feels a strong connection to her parents' homeland and carries that with her every time she steps onto the court. I think a lot of pride in being like the daughter of people from South Sudan. I think that it's important to know where you come from and your culture. And they have, they've, they've taught me a lot about like where I was from, even though I've never been back to South Sudan. They, ta- they teach me a lot about the, the importance of where I'm from and like family. Rial says she's grateful to call the United States her second home because of the opportunity it has given her and Maria. I want her to have the future that I didn't have, to have the opportunities that I didn't have. And I always tell Maria that there's nothing that's impossible for her to reach. So what's next for Maria? She has her eyes set on playing professional basketball in the Women's National Basketball Association or WNBA League. 
some of the goals that I have in mind are like playing in the WNBA, you know, working to that, working towards that. Like besides like if sports, you know, sports are always going to be there. So I just think that taking on a role in like the health profession um, would be like a goal of mine. So just like kind of figuring out what I want to do um, profession wise um, besides basketball. Coach McNamee believes Maria has a bright future both on and off the court. I, I believe that she'll be a player that can play professionally basketball both uh i hope that she has the opportunity to play here in the united states in the WNBA, and then also play overseas and then academically she's working hard in the classroom and i think that i could see maria being a boss and a ceo one day when when that time comes when the ball stops bouncing and she stops playing for voa news i'm nabil biagio in washington thanks nabil The Men's Basketball Africa League, or BAL, will tip off its third season on Saturday, March 11th, and will have the same format and number of games as Season 2. The BAL will once again feature the top 12 club teams from 12 African countries, playing a total of 38 games in Dakar, Senegal, Cairo, Egypt, and Kigali, Rwanda. During the 2023 BAL season, the 12 club champions will once again be divided into two conferences. The Sahara Conference will play a 15-game group phase at the Dakar Arena in Dakar from March 11th to March 21st. And the Nile Conference will play a 15-game group phase at the Hassan Mustafa Indoor Sports Complex in Cairo, from April 26th to May 6th. The top four teams from each conference will advance to an eight-game single-elimination playoffs and finals at the BK Arena in Kigali from May 21st to May 27th. And that wraps up the December 27th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm POA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports.